Welcome to the Gautrain Talks podcast station, the place to be for all matters related to the Gautrain and how it came to be South Africa's first ever rapid rail link. In studio today, Whiskey Maboni, the Senior Manager for Spatial Development and Planning at the Gautrain Management Agency. He's a registered corporate member of the South African Planning Institute and a professional planner registered with the South African Council for Planners. Mr. Maboni has over 14 years experience in human settlement planning, rail and urban spatial planning, development planning and land use integration, as well as project management. And he's currently involved in land use and spatial planning work on the Gautrain Rapid Rail Link, along with working on applications lodged in terms of the provisions of the Gauteng Transport Infrastructure Act. Mr. Baboni, welcome. Thank you. Let's start with just how you first came to be involved with the Gautrain project. Okay, thank you very much. Um, my involvement on the Gautrain started in 2006, um, uh, when I was working for the a company called Kutela Projects, uh, who were subcontracted to do work on the Gautrain Rapid Rail Link. And uh, at that time, um, I was uh, asked to uh, go and do work on the Gautrain, um, especially with regards to work that related to the uh, Houghton Transport Infrastructure Act, um, where I had to come and assist uh, uh, regarding the processing of land use change applications, wayleave applications, development applications uh, that affected uh, the Houghton Rapid Rail Link uh, at that time. So when I came in, they were looking for a town planner. Uh, and at that time, I had just uh, graduated uh, from the University of the Vetwatersrand uh, with a degree in town and regional planning. And um, they wanted someone who understood a bit of transportation uh, to come and bring in a, a flavor of the integration of transport uh, and, and land use. So when they brought me on board, um, they wanted me to especially uh, liaise also with uh, metropolitan municipalities. Uh, uh, for example, the city of Johannesburg, Egruleni uh, uh, Metropolitan Municipality, city of Tswani, uh, on special uh, uh, planning matters. So there we, 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 we had meetings, various uh, meetings with the uh, uh, metropolitan municipalities uh, to discuss how Houghton can be integrated uh, with other uh, 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 developments and, and land use changes uh, that the cities were planning, uh, especially because at that time development was booming and then one had to come in from the Houghton side to to ensure that whatever the cities were planning was integrated uh, with what the Houghton uh, uh, SA project was planning. Can you go back and, and recall what just some of your initial impressions were getting involved in this project uh, in, in the area that you were getting involved in? Sure. My, my impressions were, um, I, I, was, uh, I was very impressed uh, to be involved uh, uh, in the how train uh, because you know I, I didn't imagine myself being involved in this project uh, in the beginning uh, because I thought you know this was a, a grand project which uh, uh, needed involvement from very special people 
And at that time, I didn't think I was one of those uh, special people who would be involved in um, working on the how train. And even some of my friends used to ask, how did you land at the how train, you know, as a town planner? And sometime I would battle to answer that question because <laughs> I thought it was a, a, a blessing for me involved to, to be involved in, in the how training. I was really, really impressed. And, um, you know, when I reported to my parents at home in Mpopo, telling them that I was working on this project and my father would proudly say, you know, my son is a railway engineer at the how train <laughs> and, and I would always want to correct him to say, no, I'm not an engineer, I'm only a town planner. But because of the pride that uh, uh, he had together with my mother and siblings um, to, to for me to be involved in this project. So it was really a, a, a big, big, big blessing for one to be involved in this project. But what was clear once you got involved in the project was just how what an important element the, the town planning and spatial development planning aspect of this project was, perhaps. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, when we were studying, you know, the professors would teach us, you know, uh, you guys will be involved uh, in sorting out the traffic uh, because, you know, the traffic congestion is one of the major challenges in cities. So you guys will go all out there and uh, uh, do work on sorting out the traffic congestion in our cities. Yeah, you know, I used to say, oh, well, you know, it's one of those lectures, you know, somehow not believing what the lecturers uh, were, were teaching us. But, you know, the, 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 the first part, like you said, you know, showed me, the first part of my involvement showed me that really uh, special planning or urban planning or town and regional planning is very uh, important uh, in whatever uh, projects that uh, cities get involved in be it transportation, housing, uh, and so on and so forth. So I, I, I realized that uh, a special planning is very, very important because somehow as a special planner, you tend to be a jack of all trades, you know, because you have got this engineering uh, element and you've got this social element that you want to put together to to ensure that the you know the socioeconomic uh, development in cities takes place um uh, with you as a as an urban planner taking the lead and that really showed me uh, uh, that urban planning is very 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 important uh, when it comes to large scale projects such as the Houghton Rapid Rail Link project but surely you know largely because of the impact on, on, on the surrounding areas. I mean, that, that's obviously one of the key elements, I would imagine. Yes, yes. The impact around those areas. And, and the other thing really was uh, the fact that uh, South African cities are especially uh, contorted uh, with uh, disparities that have been brought about by the spatial uh, planning of the uh, past regime where segregation was actually uh, an important element in in planning of those days to separate uh, areas uh, especially based on on race and now 
with the Khautrin coming in, you're looking at that integration coming in to ensure that the spatially segregated uh, settlements get to be connected in a way and the developments that take place as well along the rail reserve and at stations, you can see the amount of development that has resulted uh, um, uh, from the presence of the Khautrin a rapid rail link uh, uh, between the the three major cities of Tswane, Kruleni and, and Johannesburg and the developments as well that are forming a corridor um, um, with developers having an interest in, in making sure that they invest um, um, next to or near the, 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 the rail reserve and at, at, at the stations as well. And we have realized recently with the cities that the cities are actually realizing that there's actually a value that they can capture around uh, the Houtrin stations because at the moment the stations are there, but the value that has been brought about by the presence of the stations hasn't been really captured uh, by the cities. And now the cities are realizing that they need to package that value uh, so that they can actually um, um, uh, put it out there as a value proposition for all the developers that need to develop near or around the Houtrin stations. Because now, for example, uh, usually when developers advertise their new developments, they will tell you, you know, you will be located, uh, you know, 100 meters from mm. the Houtrin uh, station, you will be located uh, 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 10 meters, 20 meters and that uh, is actually a marketing uh, uh, element for for developers because now everyone wants to connect to the how train uh, to 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 sort of like stay away from the traffic uh, congestion that is eating up too much amount of time that that you, you know people would have been productive and now you have to for example these days you need to spend <laughs> Um, on an average, in an hour and thirty minutes, just to travel in a space of about twenty-five kilometers, and and that didn't used to be like that. But these days, because of the congestion uh, that the Houtrin is taking away, and the amount of carbon emissions that vehicles emit, and now taking all those uh, uh, drivers and passengers off the road. And onto the rail network is is is, is actually a good thing that uh, everyone is looking forward to. And whenever you tell them you you are going to be a uh, hundred meters, you are going to be twenty meters from the house, and now they start want to buy. Uh, uh, properties mm. in those in those areas. Let's return to the, the Gauteng uh, Transport Infrastructure Act, and you touched on some of the key elements earlier. But let's let's revisit that, and, and can you explain to us uh, what those key elements in the act are, and why it is important for the for the Gauteng Management Agency? Um, the the key elements of the Gauteng uh, Transport Infrastructure Act. Um, are especially um, around the the issue of route determination. So in other words, before you can uh, build your rail system, you need to first determine the route. In other words, you have to delineate a, 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 a space. Um, um, usually we are looking at a corridor of um, 200 meters, so 100 meters. Um, uh, probably on the other side of, 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 of the center line of the rail reserve where you want to 
um, um, develop the, the, the rail. So the first part is really on route determination. The second part is on the preliminary design, which takes you to the details of um, your design, actually looking at the vertical and horizontal alignment. Uh, so the details of those you will find uh, uh, in the preliminary design uh, uh, process. And it also gives you the, 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 the powers to be able to uh, expropriate uh, a land. Uh, it gives you powers to also be able to proclaim land. Uh, but then those powers are given to the MEC uh, 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 for roads and transport in the housing transport from the provincial uh, government. So the act is actually a good uh, tool through which a legislative tool through which uh, the province uh, can be able to delineate the rail reserve and can be able to expropriate land uh, uh, where the, uh, that has to happen. They can be able to proclaim uh, pieces of land where that has to happen, the advertising and so on and so forth. That comes with the act. So it is very important for the Houghton Management Agency because it is a legislative tool that protects uh, the Houghton Management Agency, of course, through the province, uh, because we act on behalf of the uh, provincial government uh, and in particular the Houghton Department of Roads and Transport uh, to be able to do, um, uh, to, to be able to plan, um, um, to be able to design, to be able to construct and to be able to maintain uh, the, the, the railway line. So it is very, very uh, important for 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 the Houghton Management Agency to to have an act such as the Houghton Transport uh, Infrastructure Act, and of course, if you if you take a step back, you'll realize that in the Houghton uh, Province, um, there there was no legislation through which uh, the province could be able to develop the Houghton system, uh, because then you would um, have the uh, advertising uh, on roads and ribbon development act of 1940 which dealt a lot with the roads part of it not the rail part of it and 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 for you to have the rail element uh, in in legislation you had to somehow come up with a the Houghton transport infrastructure act uh, so that you don't um, uh, uh, come across legal battles when you want to build the system. We are still with Whiskey Maboni, the Senior Manager for Spatial Development and Planning at the Gauteng Management Agency. He's been detailing what the Gauteng Transport Infrastructure Act entails and its impact on the Gauteng project. Mr. Baboni, we ended off the, the last segment looking at some of the key elements in the GTIA, but there was obviously an applications process that, that came off that as well. Yes, can, yes. Can you just take us through uh, that applications process during the development phase? Uh, during the development phase, you know, I'd, I'd like to start uh, during the years of uh, 2006 um, uh, when I joined uh, the the. Uh, the, the the provincial support team. So this was a team um, that was put together to 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 manage uh, on behalf of the province uh, the Houghton project. Um, at, at that time, um, um, one 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 would come across um, uh, instances where we had to process applications. 
from uh, developers, from applicants. Uh, they, of course, there were various uh, uh, of these applications. Um, uh, for example, you would come across applications uh, for consolidation of land, applications for subdivision of land, applications for consent uses, applications for development. And, and some of the applications were, of course, made in particular in terms of the provisions of the Houghton Transport Infrastructure Act. And the section there during the development phase uh, that used to feature a lot uh, was the, the one that relates to root determination during those days, um, was the one that relates to preliminary design during those days. So you would imagine that uh, because uh, there was a 200-meter corridor delineated for the rail reserve, um, and 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 when 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 the process came to a a stage where the route had to be uh, determined, where you do the detailed design and so on and so forth from the engineers, um, you would imagine that, for instance, the the reserve would change; it would move. Um, uh, of course, due to environmental uh, sensitive areas, due to uh, difficult landowners, for example, that didn't want to to move, and, mm. and some asked for an arm and a leg as, as compensation, and then we had to um, um, move the reserve um, um, uh, from one area to the next. And at that time, you would find that there were applications that came in, and the challenge uh, was that uh, you 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 needed to comment on an application, knowing that uh, tomorrow the reserve could change from where it is. So when you tell an applicant that the application is affected, uh, you're actually impacting on their development potential. And if tomorrow you come back and say, no, but, you know, the reserve has moved, you are no longer impacted. So those were some of the uh, the challenges that uh, uh, one came across uh, during those days. But the process was such that um, we, we managed it via the uh, Houting uh, Department of Roads and Transport because they are the custodian um, of this process. Uh, in, in, even in terms of the uh, Houghton Transport Infrastructure Act and the GMA uh, was given a, a delegation of authority to deal uh, with these applications on behalf of the MEC for roads and transport in, in, in Gauteng. So the process was such that the Gauteng Department uh, of Roads and Transport would receive an application from the municipalities uh, for, for comment. Usually they would be given 60 days. And then because of uh, not having the capacity and the technical expertise in the department, uh, that's why I said the uh, provincial support team was established where this application would be uh, where these applications would be dealt with so in that team of the PST uh, you would have experts in town planning you would have experts in in legal aspects you would have experts in geotech engineering civil engineering traffic engineering and and so on and so forth so that when these applications come uh, the MEC is empowered to comment on those from a technical uh, point of view. And then from that time, we would process these applications at the PST, the provincial support team, and then give these comments to the MEC. 
um, um, uh, via you know those that uh, uh, works under the MEC at the department. So we would prepare the conditions of approval, send them back to the department, and the department would officially comment directly to the uh, local authority or directly to the applicant because the act actually says that whoever impacts on the road or rail reserve must actually uh, liaise with the MEC before they do anything uh, so that they can get an approval from the MEC of Roads and Transport. So that process uh, ran like that. And then at that time, we also interacted with the concessionaire, the Bombella Concession Company, uh, so that we can get their buy-in uh, on, on, on those conditions because they would affect the operations. If something happens uh, based on an application that we have approved, it would uh, affect the operations. That's why then we needed to engage with uh, the concessionaire so that they can also have their say. But we had uh, challenges uh, with the concessionaire in the process uh, because sometimes uh, they were of the view that they didn't have to um, assist the MEC in uh, providing those conditions. And then the PSG and the Houghton Management Agency was of the view that the concessionaire actually had to assist the MEC. As per the concession agreement that was signed in 2006, um, uh, where the, it was agreed that there were duties and functions that the concessionaire had to emit or provide on behalf of the, the MEC. Um, and, and in that agreement, there were areas in which um, there was no consensus between the Hartran Management Agency and the concessionaire. And that's why there was a dispute and one of the disputes was on the Houghton Transport Infrastructure Act applications, the processing of those as to who actually has to assist the MEC. And then we realized at that time that we didn't have uh, to, 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 to let the situation to be uh, uh, without control. That's why we then uh, took over as the PST to process the applications, but then informing the concessionaire that we request their comments. And then as time went, uh, they started to also provide comments to us, but not on an official basis until we got to a point where we settled uh, uh, the dispute. And then there was an Annex B that uh, was signed between the province and the concessionaire on how to process the GTA applications. Are we, are we moving now into the operations phase? Because that was my next question. Is, 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 the, is the Gauteng Transport Infrastructure Act still applicable during the operations phase. So we've moved from development to operations phase, am I right, as, yes. it, as it relates to the concessionaire? Yes, yes. It is still re relevant and it is still operational and it is still necessary because uh, you'll realize that in future uh, there will be extensions of the Houghton Rapid Rail uh, network and you would need legislation in place. And we especially also need the GTIA because there are still developments that take place, especially in the tunnel areas where developers come and want to develop on top of the tunnel. Of course, there were conditions when we expropriated the rights, although the, 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 the land was not expropriated, but the rights in the land were expropriated. 
and 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 through the MEC of roads and transport, of course, and then that limits the landowner from doing whatever they want on the land. So now those applications are continuing to come in, and 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 you need to use the Houghton Transport infra- Infrastructure Provision, sorry, to to deal with those applications. And those would come through uh, to us as the GMA because now we've got the delegated authority from the MEC to process these applications directly. So when, when those applications come, most of them come through uh, Section 46, uh, one of the Houghton Transport Infrastructure Act. And, and that section and, and the other provisions, of course, are still uh, necessary, even in the operations uh, uh, phase, so to, to protect the rail reserve uh, and the land that, they, they, that was expropriated and um, uh, delineated for rail reserve purposes. Besides the, the, the challenge uh, and the dispute with the concessionaire, were there, were there any other challenges that you, can, that you can think of or detail in terms of uh, the application of the GTI that you experienced? Uh, yes, there were, of course, uh, uh, because sometimes uh, you would find that uh, um, as you work uh, uh, with the Act, you realize that uh, the, there are uh, sections that uh, need improvement. And, and 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 those sections um, uh, would empower one who is uh, actually acting on behalf of the MEC to properly uh, and efficiently uh, um, process the applications. And of course, uh, over and above the GTIA Act itself, there were uh, challenges uh, in the processing of the GTIA application, especially during the development phase, if I may. Uh, because they, because of lack of technology uh, use, for example, we used to process the applications manually. We, for example, had to use hard copies or paper-based maps to 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 locate where the applications are located to to calculate the distance from the natural ground level um, in other areas, for example, to where the tunnel is going to be. So because of that uh, lack of technology uh, in, in the way we process the application, the applications we sometimes took longer uh, in, in, in responding to, to, to the applicants because now uh, we didn't have the technology and the systems in place to actually rapidly or quickly process the applications. And in the uh, operations phase now, uh, we are at a stage where we can uh, say that those challenges we have overcome through, for example, our uh, geographic information system uh, 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 tools, uh, for example, where we, we, we actually can be able to uh, rapidly locate where an application is, where how deep the application uh, site uh, is from the uh, crown of the tunnel or from the tracks, and through the use of of GIS technology, uh, we 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 are now at a point where we can quickly uh, uh, process these applications and overcome the challenges. Uh, that we used to have uh, during the development, the development phase, and now we are also in a process of um, uh, rolling out completely a, a web-based 
system uh, of 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 um, processing GTIA applications. So that is a system where, for example, an applicant can uh, at the at their leisure uh, through the network log on to the the system, apply online, and then. Someone at the GMA gets the application and the application gets processed. And that seamless process will now uh, help us a, a lot in ensuring that we can actually also update the applicants on the other end about how far their applications are. So the system can be able to do those updates uh, uh, as and when required from the applicant's side. Uh, lastly, M- Mr. Maboni, uh, what do you believe the other lessons you and, and the team learnt uh, during your involvement in the Gauteng project as it relates relates specifically to the Gauteng Transport Infrastructure Act? What lessons did you take out of it that you can take forward? Because like you said, it's still applicable in the operations phase. Yes, um, uh, the lessons uh, that one can take out uh, from the GTIA process is uh, especially on uh, stakeholder engagement because the Act actually uh, gives you the process through which you must go through in order to get uh, the the various stages uh, of the development, planning, design, and so on and so forth of the rail system. So that that public participation process, um, that which is uh, um, contained in the Act, is very, very important because you need, it, it actually helps you to engage with the stakeholders from the early stages of the project. So when you engage with the stakeholders from the early stages, you don't run uh, the risk of uh, of being obstructed uh, because now everyone is on board uh, from the beginning. So that process uh, is very, very, very important. Uh, and, and that, uh, for me, it's uh, one of the major lessons uh, uh, one needs to take forward uh, from the process of of or contained in the GTIA uh, Act. The other um, lesson is uh, uh, is that of imposing conditions of approval uh, on uh, development applications because those conditions actually help you to protect the rail reserve, to protect the land within which the rail reserve is located. So those conditions of approval are very, very important. And the process through which those conditions of approval uh, are uh, developed, the process through which those conditions are developed is very important because this is where you involve all the experts so that you don't run with the risk of um, uh, um, commenting on a geotechnically complex project uh, or application while you don't necessarily have uh, the skills to do that. And you bringing uh, uh, um, on board those team members, uh, those team of ex, that team of experts, is very very important in developing our conditions. And of course, through this process, we have also developed uh, uh, processes and procedures that we have at the GMA. For example, uh, uh, we we have got uh, what we call the GTIA guide. So the GTIA guide. Uh, is, a, is a document that you can give to anyone uh, who might not necessarily have experience in processing the applications. And if you can give them the GTA guide, they go through it. It, take, it takes them step by step 
Uh, even uh, when the applications are on vi- uh, under the viaduct, when the applications are in dolomatic areas, uh, that guide actually gives you the set of conditions that you might want to impose. But of course, with you thinking about which ones are applicable at that time, but it guides you uh, step by step on what you need to do. Uh, when when you respond to GTA applications and the set of conditions that you need to apply in certain areas of the rail reserve. Mr. Maboni, thank you very much for your time and your input. Uh, we value your insight and the learnings from the Gautran project. You've been listening to Whiskey Maboni, the Senior Manager for Spatial Development and Planning at the Gautran Management Agency, discussing the Gauteng Transport Infrastructure Act and its impact on the Gautran project. To listen to this and other interviews about the Gautran, please tune in to our podcasts at Gautran Talk Station. You can also access further material on our website, www.gautran.co.za or follow us on Twitter.